You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, guys, this is our last episode before our two-week break, because uh, next week we're going to have all live shows from Kona, so much Kona, all the Kona. And Khadija can't be with us today, but Carrie, who you may, uh, who's been here before, who's our wonderful yes. behind-the-scenes editor, uh, is going to bring all the energy, because Sarah and I are super jet-lagged. Low energy. Low energy. Oh, yeah. Y'all are rocking the East Coast energy there. Yeah. What's the time difference? Six hours. No joke. Oh, yeah. So it's eight o'clock now. You think it's like, so it's 2 p.m. there? It's 2 p.m. in Hawaii. Uh, It's eight o'clock in her head for Sarah. And really, yeah. I should be fine because it's only a three-hour difference. But uh, Kona is an exhausting place. I don't know how anyone does an Ironman here. It's impossible. It's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. dumb. Yeah. But so everyone dumb. loves it. <laughs> Why would anyone want to do that? Oh, gosh. I think yeah. I've already taken like four showers today. You just have to keep taking showers. That's all I do. <laughs> I, I noticed it, Omera, in your your newsletter that came out that you were just like, it's going to be short and sweet this week. I'm tired. I don't have energy. Right. I'm cranky. Enjoy. Right. <laughs> Enjoy the news from the island. Yeah. So I could, I could feel the energy. Magical, magical beautiful, magic place. <laughs> so short and sweet for the podcast as well, possibly, is what you're uh-huh. saying? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Intense. All right. You've got to get Hawk to sleep. You've got to get Hawk no, to bed. We, I tried to get him down for a nap and no. Although like at 10, he just goes and walks into his bedroom and like goes down for a nap for an hour. So I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you are definitely not in the right time zone. I don't know what to do here. Um, yeah, he should be sleeping while we're recording. And instead he is like screaming. So I'm oh, recording okay. outside, not because it's nice outside. It is nice outside, is why. <laughs> but mainly because like I can't be in the same place. Oh my goodness! But there is a wasp. Oh my goodness! Go away, wasp. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or a, a hamstring cramp. One or the other with Sarah True. Whatever yeah. there's a Seriously. whatever. There, yeah, yeah. I know. That is our uh, intro to this week's podcast. <laughs> and so I will take a quick break and then we are going to talk about Kona and about all the things non-Kona like we have to hear about Jocelyn's Aquabike when we get back all right Jocelyn tell us Aquabike this was your big race this was your finale oh okay so I'll tell you how it went is I've never finished a triathlon at T2 like it was very weird it was very weird. Okay. And I would say, like, to summarize, like, finishing your race at T2 is as anticlimactic as finishing your triathlon season with an aqua bike. Okay. So- <laughs> do they let you, did they set up a finish line in the transition? Like, how no. do you finish? No. Do you, like, ride across the finish line? You stop at the mount line. You don't ride over the mount line or you get, like, a penalty, sure. right? 
And you then just rack your bike and walk your timing chip to the back of the finish line. It's not very exciting. So then they do encourage you to then run across the finish line so that you can have an official finish photo. Okay. Which I saw yours with your daughter and it was fabulous. I had an amazing finish photo, like carrying my daughter across the line. And so that, that made it worthwhile. But how many times, how many tries did it take to get that? It took multiple tries because she was like <laughs> super grumpy. So I was like, we'll hold hands and run across the finish line. Yeah, like that's like, no. that's acceptable with a toddler, not with like a competitor, but with your with your toddler. And she just wasn't <laughs> having it. And she just like gave stink face. And yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll I'll carry you. But then people are also running across the finish line. So we have to like wait in between right. the other people. And so then we finally got a really good one. But race-wise, I I think the last month I just haven't been too excited about doing an aqua bike, which oh, really? made me then revert to my four hours a week of training, which then did not make for the best performance. So uh, yeah, I was I gonna s- be you devil's to advocate on a little bit because <laughs> I mean I have friends that I do have friends that for various reasons just yeah. can't or don't run anymore. Sure. Or they or they don't want to run um a half, you know, a half Ironman distance or or a half marathon. And they are crushing the aqua bikes, like because oh, yeah. they're they like they can just leave it all on the course and mm-hmm. they are crushing those bike routes or the bike rides um because it's just they don't have to think about yes a 13 mile run afterwards or a 10k run off the bike and and so i am just seeing some incredible performances where i do think that that category of racing aqua bike like if that is your option to stay in multi-sport right oh yeah it would be fun i i feel yeah. like there's like an, we can make these like more exciting right i feel like there could be like an adventure element right like swim across a lake and bike around the lake right like i feel like we could i feel like the problem is that you feel like you're just doing part of a triathlon instead yes. of the whole thing yes right, right? You know, so that was absolutely my problem because i was like i'm not i switched from doing the whole thing to just the aqua bike and then i did end up getting crushed by a couple of 60 year olds yeah so it was I've extremely extremely humbling because I was like oh yeah Yeah. I'll just do the aqua bike I'll probably still do well and then I got my ass beat by like a bunch of people older than me yes and what did that teach you Jocelyn yeah it taught me that I should train more or (laughs) respect like I think respect this race like respect this race because it's it's equally it's equally hard uh and yes people are laying it out there and 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 I think that if you're 60 65 70 and you're still in the game and you're still kicking ass hell to the yes you know like whatever it takes to keep you active and feeling strong in sport much respect 60-year-old woman who lives with me. I think she's like a national age group champion or something. And she like kicks my ass all the time. And it's very, very demoralizing. Like you do like a a local 10K and you're like, oh, yeah. Yes. So the 60-year-old woman that beat me was the national aqua bike champion. In well, you yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta step it up next time. Yeah, None of this like four-hour training. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my question is: When you signed up for it, like, what were your expectations? 
for the aqua bike yeah because um, you made a decision to do the aqua I bike did. you're like no 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 done with this trap on stuff like aqua bike time yeah i think she moved down from it after she couldn't run that's why she feels not as yeah excited. i didn't sign up for an aqua bike yeah. i signed up for a half iron man and then had to switch to the aqua bike because that was a better option than doing nothing well right. so you you could you could have could you pass it on to next year yeah i like, could have deferred defer? i could have okay. deferred but i didn't i wanted to still have something to train for or else i would get like super depressed and just cry about it and just okay. cry about so it. now i'm crying <laughs> but i started pt on friday so that and running's always been my favorite like i grew up right. as a runner so i just really would love to get back to running you just so, your whole thing. Okay. So it, it just sounded like you went into it with the wrong the bad, attitude. attitude. Yep. And, yes. And yes. to be fair, the finish line experience was subpar. Um, <laughs> not not because of your daughter, but because like it is kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. So it was yeah. the 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 one that uh I I felt like they did a really nice job. Um the Aqua Bike World Championships um last oh. year in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a really long run from transition to the finish line, but it was the same like finish line setup. So that was that actually oh. introduces an element where it's like, okay, you made people run like half a mile um, <laughs> after they rack, yeah. But they, but it, you still finish at the finish. It it, it felt okay. it felt a lot more monumental than just like okay, yeah, bigger timing trip across than that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, so, I was really like, what what am I supposed to do? I'm so confused. Am I done? Yeah, I yeah. feel like this is. I feel like what I'm hearing is a lot of this is was on you, Jocelyn. This sounds- <laughs> I, yeah, and I I own it because I was like, I know, like mentally, I just like was already kind of like, I'm just not excited about this anymore. But right. the alternative was to like not have a last race of the season at all. Yeah, okay. yeah. You I think sold if you me on aqua bike here though, I guess uh- not, not sold on it. <laughs> I think if you would have, I think if you would have si- went into it as an aqua bike athlete, signed yes. up for the aqua bike, it would have been a completely different race for you. Like yeah. you would have, mm-hmm. you would have put every ounce of energy into it. But sure, yeah, it just oh, being an injured runner sucks. Yeah, yeah. yes, it sucks. Yeah. Um, All right, and that's yeah. you guys, yeah. What do you usually do? What do you usually do when you're injured running? What's your go-to? Mm. I bike. Okay. Swimming's like my last resort. <laughs> like everyone's, everyone's like silent. Everyone's like, oh, that's a good question. Right? Uh, honestly, like the last time I was like out of commission for running was about 12 years ago. And I had like labral tear in the hip. And like, mm. so it was pre surgery and then post surgery. And I actually did turn to swimming. And not because I'm good, and but there was this big charity swim in Austin where we were swimming like four miles for this particular charity, and it gave me it gave me many levels of purpose. A, it got me like uh, it got me back in the water, and it gave me like it like a release of endorphins and movement of my body because I couldn't run or bike for several right. weeks. I was non-weight bearing. And then obviously there was a charity component of it because it was like a childhood, like drowning charity, but wow, yeah. yeah. So I actually did turn to swimming, which now that I'm healthy and I'm like, Ooh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I necessarily like it depends on the kind of injury. Like I sure. I won't necessarily bump up my swim and bike. I, like if I can, then I'm doing like lever like runner which is kind of awesome or like if it's oh gosh I even from here I can hear my child wailing in the background sorry mm-hmm. oh really um <laughs> or like an elliptical like mm-hmm. you know it, it all depends on the type of injury where uh you know if I can kind of substitute but normally just it just goes by the wayside until I'm back and healthy enough to run it again. again like all right I am swimming and biking the same as normal and I'll gradually sure. reintroduce. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That uh, reminded me though. Now you made me think. See, now I knew I was going to have ideas as we went, guys. It's going to be great. Okay. So <laughs> you all know Alyssa who hosts Iron Woman. She yes. has a major knee surgery and she's like in like like full, like can't really run. But I decided we have to put on the Kona beer mile. Sarah, you're not invited because it's the night before the race. Well, historically it's the night before the race. And then after I don't feel like you want to run a mile. But I decided we have to put on the Kona beer mile for you know equality for women so we will be hosting it at the traditional old airport 5 30 the night before and i told Alyssa this and she's for equality is obviously has to do it but she can't run so she thinks she's gonna get someone to run for her and she's gonna have a drinker and the question is is that fair and then we came up with the idea that someone should push her in a shopping cart oh (laughs) Oh, why a shopping cart that's amazing (laughs) wow love that that would be amazing because it's kind of like a jogging stroller for right. a really big kid. It kind of, so she'll do the drinking. Oh, and I think somebody that's will deal, do the yeah. pushing. Yeah. She's got to do something in this. Yeah. She's not going to run. She's got to drink. Right. Yeah. Ooh, can I she, like that. Can she drink while they're pushing her? I don't know. So we have to come with all these rules. No, today. no. <laughs> so. No, you have to finish it while you're stationary. Okay. This is going to be a very inclusive beer mile, in all fairness. We're not going to heavily enforce rules. So I think uh, you could do whatever you want to do. <laughs> all right. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, what should I do on Friday night? Sounds like we have some entertainment. Yes. It is not. I have to say it is not an official feisty event. Got to put that uh, disclaimer uh-huh. out there. But 530 Old Airport. Be there. Bring your own Be- beer. And I was going to say BYOB. Mm. BYOB. Um, I think we'll be bringing gluten-free beer because that is ah. uh, who we are with. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a non-alcoholic option? Well, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't defeat the point because, like, it doesn't really hit you, the alcohol, till like, later anyway. But we could make a non-alcoholic option, obviously. So it's a different division. It's a different division. division. Are you asking because you might show up, Sarah? No, (laughs) I'm saying I'm saying it's like you know the aqua bike, the aqua bike of beer miles. You know, (laughs) right, right, right. The wall. Yeah, gotta make sure everybody feels included. Yeah. The biggest concern I think is that um, historically, like you do it and then you roll into the thank God I'm not racing party, but like we have to be covering the race at like 4 a.m and yeah and you actually want to sleep i don't know do you have to sleep is that like a eh. sarah's like eh. i mean depends what time zone you're on right yeah right right exactly yeah if you're not acclimated to the time zone yet then 4 a.m is like nothing pretty late (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's my strategy for the next week like i am totally six hours ahead yeah. 
you're going to be in like 30 minutes. It's like yep. 3 p.m. in the afternoon and you're like, <laughs> totally. oh, my kid. <laughs> yep. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock's my bedtime. You know it now. Yeah. So <laughs> 3 p.m. Kona time. Sarah's in bed. What is wrong with her? <laughs> that makes sense. That seems reasonable. We would invite you to the feisty party or feisty fiesta then, but apparently you'll already be asleep for five hours by the time that yeah. happens. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should uh, talk about Kona a little bit and then talk about something else because, you know, Kona is not the only thing in the world. That's true. <laughs> um, so Sarah and I are already here. Carrie's on her way out. Jocelyn, Jocelyn's not coming this year. This shame. I know. I've never been to Hawaii at all actually and yeah so when I was like a teenage triathlete and my dream was to go to Kona I was like I'm not going to Hawaii until I qualify for Kona Mm, and that never happened and now I don't want to race Kona so maybe I will have to come for funsies and not to do an Ironman yeah people do that you know like it's a thing you mean I just go to Hawaii (laughs) I have been there twice there are other islands too there are other islands yes yeah this is yes. true. Like five. Yeah. I've come out to the big island to spectate twice as just okay. a fan. I've never qualified. And the uh I have to say, like the first time that I was there, it was the year, it was the first year Chrissy Wellington won. And so it was mm-hmm. a bit of a shock to everyone. That, but who is this beast? You know, who is this person? Um, and then I think two years later we came out and maybe she won again. I'm trying to remember if she won or Rinny won. won but yeah, who knows? Yeah, it was either mm-hmm. she or Rinny at that at that point. But but yeah, no, I've been out there twice um and took as a, to spectate. And now I am like I'm in full packing mode right now to go to to be um media maven. So I have got I don't totally know all of my my feisty duties, except I, I will be slinging swag all over the place. Yeah, I think, I think you you're um, by the I house you're every the, morning. Uh, the official mascot. Yeah, you have to stand in the street and sell things to people. That's the plan. I mean, th- the problem is if you want to sell things, I don't know that I'm the best mascot, quite honestly, for any <laughs> for any look that we're going for. But I'll give it my best shot. I I do have the ma- I do bring the mascot energy wherever I go. Uh, but I'm bringing all my podcast equipment, lots of cables, and so I'm yeah. carry. This will be funny because I'm putting all of that in my carry on suitcase, and. You know, when you put that through TSA, it doesn't look good when there's right. just lots of cables and wires things. everywhere. Wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a guaranteed delay getting getting out. So you're there not playing the came. airport game? The airport game. How late can you get there? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> came no. out with an entire carry-on full of 300 swim caps. I don't know why she didn't put it in her bag, but she just had a carry-on full of 300 swim caps. And so the TSA was like, what's the deal like what is happening here <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing, amazing. yeah just in, just in case you know mid-flight she's like mm, i I'm, think i, I need, need to uh, <laughs> i need to put on the sim cap here <laughs> yeah. let's take a dip which one of the 300 which I one? <laughs> <laughs> well and sarah true i saw your instagram where it was like pack and light and it was just like it took up a panoramic photo of everything that you oh, yeah. need to bring with the so toddler and and then of course Wait, have you traveled with hawk to a race like and all like flying flying no. bike and everything no. else uh, so it's sounds it's like, like a nightmare it's like 
big bags, backpacks, snacks. I mean, it was it was out of control. I actually I felt a little guilty because I was stressing out Monday night. Um, we left Monday morning at like eight. I'm like, okay, well, that's we have a big day ahead of us. Of course, I didn't pack ahead of time. I'm sitting there like normally I have lecture until about seven fifteen, and then I have like a drive home. That's an hour fifteen, and I'm like, there's no way, there's no, no way I'm getting home at eight thirty, and I'm going to pack everything for tomorrow. So I'm like, all right, peace out, lecture. Left just halfway through. Um, so in the very off chance that somebody from my program is listening, that's not what <laughs> happens. I totally had something super important to do. Not that I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> you had to win the, the world championships. That's like a, that's a thing. That's important. Um, yeah. I, nobody, nobody in my program really knows no, or cares. Care. I yeah. just, I just, I'm going on a work trip, which is, you know, technically true. That's what yeah. I say. For it is true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a work everything. trip. Yeah. Do you also, I call workouts meetings also. That's a side point. Ooh. I'm like, oh, I have a meeting at 10. Sorry. Oh, I need, I need to start doing that. I like that. Yeah. But of course, what I mean is I have masters, but I, it's like, yeah, I have a meeting. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, now just... we know if, if Kelly's like, oh, I'm sorry, I have a meeting. She might, <laughs> she might be full of BS. Right. Yeah. 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 She's, she's swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you figure it out though? Cause I feel like, like I had this giant box of feisty gear also to bring, right? That I packed. And then I like couldn't figure out what to pack for myself. And I got here and I was like, why did I bring sweatshirts? Like, what was I thinking? And somehow I do this every time. I'm like, this will be the year I need a dress. I'm like, I don't need a fucking dress. You need like multiple <laughs> pairs of shorts and like twice as many sports bras as you think you do. And that's like it, you know? Well, and honestly, if you have a place with a washing machine, yeah. like you can do laundry. I yeah, I, no, I didn't figure... I didn't bring enough clothes. I just brought weird clothes to be <laughs> Well, we'll just be seeing you in like different weird combinations. It's yeah. all good. It's yeah. No, I like I'm, you, so you guys have basically helped me with my packing because I leave in a couple of days and okay. I I I have already set aside like the one cute Hawaiian-esque dress cuz I'm like okay. maybe I might need that. Maybe, maybe, like yeah. but like I wear a dress maybe twice a year ever. Uh so I might need it. And then I'm like, oh, do I bring, do I need to bring a jumpsuit for something? Like probably, a, yeah, a probably. Pants. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, but just then, jump, jumpsuits are fun. Jumpsuits are fun. It's, uh, and then I'm up at three in the morning because we all are these days for no reason and, um, sure. stressing out about life. And so I get on Amazon as you do. And then I start ordering because I'm like a board shorts kind of girl. Like I like, especially if we're going to be doing a bunch of interviews and walk around the Island. Um, I'm not one that's going to just walk around in my bikini. Um, so I brought, like, I bought some board shorts and like, I have various, I know you can't, I mean, the people that are listening can't see, but it's like, I just, I ended up buying like (laughs) a half a dozen different, like Hawaiian-esque board short styles. This is my favorite. Those are adorable. Those were, these are kind of my favorite. So they're like cute. Like I can wear them on the paddleboard. I can wear them, you know, wherever. But, um, but it, now you all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden all these things start showing up at the house and I'm like, God, I did order these and why I I just, it looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous because now everything I have has a flower on it of some sort, like a Hawaiian flower. You know what, Carrie, you're making me feel better because I decided once, once this became a family trip, I decided we all needed Hawaiian shirts. Um, (laughs) So I feel much better about buying 
yeah family hawaiian shirts yeah my my battery's running low so i'm back into there's um, just giving us a the tour scre- of her house the screen zone yeah <laughs> i want to know uh, what the locals in hawaii think of like non non-locals just like coming in all their like hawaiian shirts and shorts i mean oh. they probably think it's stupid right but like <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i'm leaning into it though you're leaning into it there are okay so um there have been a cruise ship here every morning so far, every day. Like there's been like three, and that's like more cruise ships than I've like ever seen in Kona, which is weird. Uh, so there's been like all these, like they get taken off the boat and then they get deposited right at the pier where the swim is. And then they're all uh-huh. just like downtown, like cruise, like very like, I've been on cruises. I'm not judging cruises, but there's like a different, different clientele than the triathlete crowd that'll be here <laughs> next week. Right. And so, yeah, there's like a lot of, but there is to your Jocelyn, like there's a lot of leaning into the whole Hawaiian. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm completely stereotyping everything by ordering all of these shorts on Amazon. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like um we're going to be in some kind of a, basically a uniform because I'm seeing all of you we're in a uniformed top and it's going to have some form of watch the women or feisty or whatever on it so I just needed to get some bottoms that's all so but you want to stand out is what I'm hearing I don't want to I don't want to be mistaken for one of the like the lame (laughs) feisty crew I'm like special feisty crew with my special fancy shorts (laughs) got energy there's you know what truth there is there is truth to that and there's a lot of levels of that because there might be a world championship race and there might might be like these amazing pro women that are coming to the island that like the best yeah. of the best all of our heroes but i need to stand out this is the bottom but so. yeah their Didn't shorts start. are not as awesome as your shorts they don't right. get to they they don't get to wear like cute little board shorts on race day i do yeah i will tell you that yeah uh sarah the other sarah uh sarah number what did we get we are we still calling her number one or number two original sarah old sarah makes us wear the same clothes every day and she has like a whole and she dresses like a 22 year old and she they have a whole <laughs> plan right so we've been having a lot of discussions about how much I need to tie my shirts up like <sighs> on the side, you know, yeah, because that'll look yeah. cooler. <laughs> and yeah. they bought they bought feisty Hawaiian shirts to throw over, except uh, nobody believed that I was that much smaller than everybody. So the feisty Hawaiian shirt went past my shorts. So I decided I might oh. just wear it as a dress. That might be my new. I'm just Put a little it. belt on it and shove the Put waist. A little belt on it. Oh, yeah, there it we go. You. Yeah. Mm. And you're how tall, Kelly? Five two. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm like an she, inch she now carries so, like rejudging you know, her whole her whole plan. No, I think I just need to add a belt if because if like we're basically <laughs> put a belt like the fun accessorizing belt into the yes. luggage. I'm just gonna belt for Kelly. Yep, I'm I'm gonna belt the Hawaiian shirt. Done. Yeah. See, done. So should we talk like a little race? Oh, like the actual race. Oh, right. Sure. There's a race. I hear there's. I mean, a race do we happening. need? Should we take a little break? Yeah. See, this is why we have to carry on this week. She's keeping us uh, <laughs> on top of this. So after the break, we'll come back. We'll talk a little about actual races. Yeah. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. 
With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using a Minocos heel as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Instead of an actual race discussion, because we're going to have a whole lot of that coming up. We're going to have a lot of that. I have have a random controversy that I would love to get your feedback on. Okay, I so like it. Go. Yes. It hasn't really, it's only adjacent to triathlon because it's in the running world. All right. Is it Boston? But yes. Yes. Is it the, tra- I know the tracksmith thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know where I'm going. Okay. 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 For Screw Kona. You know, Screw it. Forget it. Well, Forget it. 
we're gonna get two weeks we're of Kona have, content. Yeah, we have so You're much right. Kona. It's and I do feel like there are parallels here. There are. I was thinking about this, Sarah. I'm glad we're on the same page. See? See? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're All just right. we're same time zone, same page. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um love it. we're only slightly out of it. So uh, yes, I am rolling a Thomas the train on my <laughs> head right now. <laughs> it's my little fidget toy. Um, no, I just picked it up as a hawk's bed because I'm clearly yeah. Right. Anyway, so you back to explain the controversy to everybody. Yes. Okay. And you can Go. correct me because uh, I might be wrong with my facts. So, so basically, sure. Tracksmith, who is like a uh, New England luxury, running brand. New England kind of slightly luxury uh, yes. running so apparel Rafa company. of the running world. Fancy yes. pants. Very bougie. Yes. Very bougie. Pretty, pretty, generally pretty expensive stuff. Um, mm-hmm. High quality. Uh, they have a shop on Boylston Street. If you're from Boston, that's or know Boston, that tells you everything you need to know. So they came out with a a shirt, I believe it's a shirt it's that a singlet. is singlet the that is running singlet. Running yeah. singlet, you can only purchase if you have qualified for Boston. And basically, like they blew up with lots of controversy. I didn't see a lot of support about this decision, and I. I- kind of feelings because well so here's so here's the thing right i think you have to say like i think there's a way you could have framed that that Mm -hmm. would be like very empowering right that you could have said congratulations on your achievement here's this amazing thing like so we can like all like create a community of everyone who did this like really hard thing to get right right they didn't they didn't frame it that way their instagram post started with the quote this is not a jogging race which i think then everyone immediately went ooh, and then it explained how it's very hard it's very elite this right so i think it was the framing like from a marketing perspective it was the like attitude of like not everyone can do this we're not just out there finishing a marathon we're racing it like that kind of it was that kind of yeah i'm not saying i don't uh i mean you all know me i uh obviously like have felt some of those feelings in the world but i don't i wouldn't like try and sell that because that's not like you know Mm -hmm. it's how they led with the quote Mm-hmm. This right. is not a jogging race, which supposedly was from like the, the founders of yeah. the oh. Boston Marathon back in the day. Yes. So you think if they had framed it differently, yes. it wouldn't have blown up so negatively? Yes. I think it's all like, an, okay, so as somebody who all week, right, like we're we're here getting ready for this all women's Ironman World Championship, right? And you know that we've been working a lot with Ironman events and working a lot on media and marketing and like something's old Sarah and I have to keep like talking to people is it's all about context and how you say something like we at feisty have a brand called girls gone gravel we can say like girls like let's do it right in the context of like us talking media if I was on the race announcer I'm using this as a random example and I said oh and I was a guy and I was like oh these girls are really like it sounds different right like so there's a context and how you say something matters and I think for tracksmith tracksmith is coming from this like elite prep school vibe that they already yes. have working against yeah. them. Yeah. And then they super like expensive, super expensive elite prep school vibe. Uh-huh. And that's like, they make nice stuff. Like I like, there's like, I'm not saying I like, and then they lean into the elitism and the way they framed that post. And on top of that, like they all like, it's, they also have had, this is like getting really in the weeds, but like they have made an effort to try and like diversify their marketing and their uh, ambassadors and like, right. And so at the same time, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, feels like you're shooting yourself in the foot of what you said, so it's all of that. And you add in the fact that Boston this year rejected like a third of the applicants because they had too many people. And so they like had to do all like a trimming down of the time. So then there's all these people who are like, 
fuck you. I yeah. ran the time. What's wrong? Right? Like, so I think all of that combined, Sarah, to make it just like really not. Yeah. Um, Jocelyn, where are your thoughts? Yeah, I get you. I was a little confused because I'm pretty sure every year they release a limited edition Boston singlet. But is it just that this year it's you have to verify that you qualified? That I wasn't sure about. I, yeah. It might be that. I think it's also just like lots of things have happened many times. And then one year they blow up controversy because of <laughs> like timing and you know what I mean? So I will say um, I only saw it today. I uh, saw it in your newsletter. And then I was like scrolling through my Instagram and there were like some sentiments I agreed with, which was like, this is a super expensive brand that is like New England boarding school vibe, which is already richy rich, very bougie. Um and then the, I think some of the sizes only go up to large. Some of the sports bras like only go up to B cup. So That's it's weird. like for like small, tiny sure. people with very expensive taste anyway. I do own some of their um, run cannonball run shorts, but they were like oh, yeah, full price, like $88 for a pair of freaking running shorts that you can like jump in the lake with. And um, Dude, I own a pair of hundred dollar yeah. sweatpants. Those are my fancy sweatpants we talked about before. And they're fucking amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not gonna be around being like, this is like for everyone, right? Like this is not like an exclusive yeah. thing. No, like yeah. yeah. And I have noticed like ever since I bought those shorts like five years ago, I get their paper catalog every quarter. And I have noticed that they have diversified their models. So mm-hmm. it's not all like the rich white preppy folks anymore. But that was like, and when the brand first came out, they did. They did say it was a New England boarding boarding school vibe. Like that's why that's there's like for, yeah. the stripe that's like the sash. But yeah, I was like, well, why is anyone shocked that this super non-inclusive brand is being non-inclusive? Hmm. I think they have made efforts to be inclusive as part of why. Like they have like funded mm-hmm. some like roles and podcast. You know what I mean? Like they have tried. Um, I honestly think it's because there was already this controversy about the cutoff times this year. Like people were already really pissed about not getting in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. So all the people were like, you're just, you know, salt in the wound, man. Salt, salt in the wound. In the wood. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So my, my question is, have any companies done something similar with Kona where you can only buy a piece a of apparel of, or something if question. you are a Kona qualifier. I don't think they if, force you. Um, I don't think they force you to prove it, right? Like a lot of companies make a Kona kit for sure. That's like for their Kona athletes, and mostly the Kona athletes buy it. Like like a lot of the like a lot of the apparel brands. But I don't. No yeah. one's checking. Like no one's like proving me. I think uh, from a marketing perspective or like a business perspective, like no one's gonna say you have to prove you qualified because they want to no. sell more kits. Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, obviously, uh, what's the word, from a marketing perspective, I understand the principle of, like, uh, scarcity breeds desire, right? Um, sure. But no, I don't, Sarah, I don't think anyone yet in triathlon has, like, required you to prove it or anything like that. Yeah. I do know, like, like obviously, going... like, teams, like, ambassador teams will often, yeah. like, have something for all their athletes who qualified for Kona. They'll, like, send, like, but it won't necessarily be, you know what I mean? It'll be, like, it won't be for sale, like, they'll give it to them yeah. or it'll be a dis- yeah. 
Okay. But I mean, yeah. even if you go to the Iron Man village, like in Kona, anyone can buy a Kona finisher shirt. You don't have to like show your athlete bracelet. I mean, I could be wrong. Never been there, but it's not like they're uh, like, yeah, I was like, I you're think... racing. <laughs> I do not think they say finisher in the merch tent to be fair. I'm pretty sure there's a shirt you only get after you finish. So they don't have finishers merch like af- the day after? Well, here's why I know this. The year I did it, they ran out of finisher t-shirts, like, at the line. The finish line? Wow. Yeah. And Ooh. I only know this because a lot of people later, because I, I didn't realize, like, I actually was in the med tent and forgot to get my shirt, right? And then, so then, like, later, people were like, oh, no, they ran out. You didn't get it. And they had this whole thing where, like, they mailed them to us later. Like, if you, like, were one of the people who, like, didn't get one. And because that is like the actual shirt you get at the finisher line is one you can't buy, but like that's fine. Like whatever, I get that. I'm not like against. Like that makes sense. It's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I know, and there is like that unwritten rule yeah. that you know you don't wear finisher a shirt gear. of a race you haven't done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't wear the right, finisher right. gear. I mean, like it's yeah. it's it's whatever superstition, whatever you want to call it. But and and. I went to, maybe I clicked on your link, Kelly, from your newsletter. And cause I haven't, I can't comment on the tracksmith thing. Cause I really haven't followed it or I went to watch it. And did they take all the comments down? It said something like they took this it post down. is they, like, no longer. Today. Oh, they did yeah. apologize. They, apologize today. Oh. They, said, they said, oops, oops. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it happens. You learn. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I feel like you have thoughts. I feel like you haven't told us what your thoughts are. I just, I feel like that there's a population of Ironman athletes who would be really down for that. Oh, yeah. They would be like, yes, (laughs) I am going to buy this $200 t-shirt that only Kona qualifiers could buy. Where I have to prove that I I have to prove that I qualify. Like, I think. I gotta show you my coin. Like you have to upload a picture of your coin from qualifying. Totally. In all fairness, like Iron Man. Mm. I mean, if Iron Man did it, I don't think we would think it was weird, right? If Iron Man was like, "Hey," I mean, we would think it was a money grab. But if they were like, "Oh, you're <laughs> here's your store of," or like when you qualify for Team USA, not like uh, like at an age group level, right? You get like a you're like you can buy your Team USA gear now. Or like one year, uh, age group, I was like all American for you know like USAT has those and then they sent me like you can buy your t-shirt and um so like you know what I mean like there are things like that where like you they do exist right yeah I feel like I'm surprised there isn't some super fancy like European company that that does that that does this (laughs) 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 like next year in Kona we'll see like a whole bunch of Germans wearing like the same pair of shorts and we're gonna be like what are those weird Hawaiian shorts that everybody's wearing? <laughs> They're not from Amazon, right, Carrie? I mean, <laughs> unless they were up at three o'clock in the morning to get first dibs like I did. <laughs> it just sounds you know to what? me like Tracksmith. Uh, it was like not a horrible message, but maybe bad timing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like... I think we all want to be a part of an exclusive club. That's the reason people want to qualify for Boston is to be a part of an exclusive club. That's the piece, reason why people I mean, want to qualify Boston, for Kona. Yeah. It just sounds like their packaging wasn't great. Yeah. Like personal fulfillment like carry. Of, that's another reason. There's a lot of Boston 
runners that are just like super diehard like the ones that it's like their life mission to like qualify to to get their bq and i know yeah. you know everyone everybody knows that one person in their running community who like wears their finishers jacket the boston finishers jacket everywhere and you- there you go that's that's exactly what we're talking about you can't i mean i guess you can buy those finishers you can check. buy it nobody's checking but again it's like one of those things like we were just saying where it's like it's sold by the race itself and yeah. it's like sent it's kind of like all those examples i just gave or like it's sent yeah. out to you and it's like it is what it is right i think my mother-in-law saw a boston finisher like a boston jacket at marshall's one year <laughs> yeah i've heard that I've heard someone Marshall's say TJ Maxx. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that family. Uh-huh. Of stores. Yeah. I have a friend who would sell all of her, like the Kona finisher stuff, like the backpack and the t-shirt and the metal that you get that like you cannot buy. Right. Like you get it because oh. in the race. I had a friend who would sell all of hers on eBay because people would pay for it. I was always just like, why? Like, what's the point? I want right? to know like, like how much like to pay for the got, trip. You only got like a couple hundred. No, it was like that a doesn't pay for dollars. the trip. If it paid like, for the trip, maybe. <laughs> like, just keep your backpack. Like, what? You don't need the hundred and fifty dollars or whatever it is. <laughs> but people wanted to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know what's super weird though? Here's what I we went to today before we get to uh, random question close out. There is kind of like a cross and a pier in downtown Kona, like. Behind like a bunch of shaved ice jobs and whatever, there is this store that looks like super old school, super old gift shop. And it says in like very old print, like official Iron Man merchandise shop. And you're like, okay, obviously this is ridiculous, right? And you go in and like they have like stuff they've clearly made them set, like that is clearly not official Iron Man, but they said, but then they also have some like M. branded stuff. And you're like, how is that? And I have to assume they're just like grandfather, like they've been there since the first, like the not the first. because Interesting. Was, but they've been there since like 82. And so I think they're just like grandfathered in, like they had this. Sh- and so like Iron Man just like has reached some kind of agreement with them. It's like very fast. And it's not like the same stuff that you can buy in the Iron Man. It's like different things. Hmm. But it actually, yeah. So it's like very, very fascinating. This was like, I'm so curious now. I, that sounds pretty. You should bring that person awesome. onto one of the podcasts and ask them how this happened yeah how did this why has iron man not sued you yeah cute little store yeah get them on the <laughs> podcast <laughs> hmm. all right sarah before you fall asleep at three in the afternoon what is your random question for the end of the day today you know i didn't have one um but then carrie started talking about her shorts on amazon i started thinking about <laughs> things that i've purchased that were really weird on amazon uh, yeah. and <laughs> i i would like to know what random things recently have recently yeah have you gotten from amazon that you're like huh if that wasn't that convenient would i have purchased that would i have done that i got i got a fur tail um you got a fur tail (laughs) yeah thanks thank you amazon yeah for for a tail (laughs) this is random explain <laughs> how in costume how in costume it's oh, yeah. like that yeah, that bears explanation yeah, that makes more sense yeah yeah we're like, we didn't tell you i that. actually like how i had no question i was just like yeah all right that seems that seems reasonable yeah that yeah, tracks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i in addition to the hawaiian shorts i did end up buying like a vegetable chopper because it was on sale for 20 dollars, and it's it has yeah it's like you can it's a spiralizer so you can like put a potato on there Oh, it twists wow. the potato and it like spiralizes it. Uh, same thing with a cucumber. You can make ribbons from your vegetables. You know, when you go oh. to restaurants and they just do that fancy shit with their vegetables and you're like, God, I want to do that. <laughs> so, that showed up. 
Okay. In the box with all the shorts. Didn't really remember ordering that one at 3 a.m., but. Nice. Gotta love the 3M purchases. I just love them. (laughs) Do you guys have, so where I am in Delaware, I think there's like five Amazon fulfillment warehouses all around me. So I can get stuff like same day or like overnight, which is a little nuts. Um, But right now there's a lot of bluey is my daughter's favorite TV show. It's an Australian cartoon with like little dogs. (laughs) So I just ordered, (laughs) you know how Crocs have the little, little, they call them gibbets. So you can decorate your Crocs with the gibbets that go into the Croc holes. And so I just ordered some bluey gibbets. Nice. That's a lot of words I hadn't heard before. Yeah. Exactly. When you're going back to potty training, when you think you've done potty training, there are still accidents. And so I have now learned I need to send a pair of backup Crocs to school if there's a big pee-pee accident and the shoes and socks need to be taken off. Got it. So the joys. This was not an Amazon thing, but um, it was like a on your like fulfillment centers. So I uh, broke my phone like Friday night and I was leaving for Hawaii and I was like, fuck, I really probably should have a phone in Kona. And so Saturday morning at 930, I like put it like apparently I had been paying for insurance. Who knew? And so I put I was like, I would like a new phone and they dropped off a new phone at 2 p.m. Wow. I was like, oh, wow, that was pretty easy nice this is like the modern you know miracles well yeah hopefully hopefully nobody has been inspired by our recent purchases um (laughs) and amazon (laughs) is kind of evil but anyway you can get you can get random things on there really fast you gotta love that gotta gotta love convenience all right well thanks everybody we're going to take a two-week break from you know the official if we were writing podcast but please tune in to all of our watch the women content and leave us voicemails because we love those things yes and if you want to know what our schedule is uh both virtual and on the ground just go to feistytriathlon.com forward slash kona schedule and we'll put that link in the show notes of course We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again, and I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with Oprah with one water and how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed i was swimming so much last year and i used try hard kelly and i still swear by it they have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan dermatologically tested proprietary blend try hard has shampoo conditioner body wash and more stuff everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities i've also seen that top pros like chelsea sodaro and lucy charles barkley 
Also praise the effectiveness of try hard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, try, try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Try sponsor. Precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself. And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists who will walk you through your own race plan. You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15 like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power, FTP15 at pfandh.com. 